background music silk the shocker just be straight with me so they don't know what i'm playing right now but when they listen to it they'll hear the song though charge it to the game that's it hey, welcome everybody to another episode of being frank now hey this is the episode i've been waiting to do for a long 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 time man got a couple of my old school homeboys in there Mr. Jamarcus Gorman and Mr. B.J. Brian Allen. Fellas, y'all hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Yes, yes. Right on, right on, man. Y'all got to listen to that music when y'all come in. I know Jamarcus going to start laughing. He know that damn music, man. But uh, I used to play that shit all the time. But hey, man, this has been Frank Now Show. Um, Today, I've been posting on Facebook about dreams and reality. High expectation, no results. And I mean... (laughs) I don't know. I can say no results. I think we all came out pretty good, you know, but just a journey, man, that we had, especially on the gridiron. Um, you know, we're all Hoosier boys, all Indiana, born and raised in the Midwest. Uh, some of us grew up differently, you know, BJ and uh, Jamarcus, they're Northern Indiana brothers. So I don't know too much about Northern Indiana. You know, I'm down there in Southern Indiana. You want to call it not too far from Evansville. So um, what's that LeBron Williams territory down there, man? So. Yeah, man, but um, all of us were big time recruits, you know. And um, anybody know don't know the backstory about us, you know, we were on the front page of the Indiana magazine right there. We were on the front page. I had to get two couple copies of these right here, man. But uh, old Jamarcus on there and shit got his gold necklace on. He always thought he was hip, though, man. I mean, this dude, man, (laughs) that dude. Fellas, man, Jamarcus, BJ, introduce yourself, man. Let the audience, my listeners, your listeners, let the fellas know who the fuck you are, man. Man. Go ahead, Jamarcus. <laughs> All right, uh, Jamarcus Gorman, uh, class of 98. Uh, I was one of the top uh, O-linemen to come out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, yeah, make sure you say one of the top. Make sure you say one of the top. In your city, don't say the state now, but we both can argue that. So, yes, little Fort Wayne, you were one of the top to come out. Okay, okay, I was, <laughs> I was the top lineman in my city. Uh-huh. Uh One, one of the top linemen in the state of Indiana. Um, played football for Indiana University. Um, fast forward forty years, now forty years old, and I'm living life. There you go, brother. You're looking good, man. Glad, man. Glad. And I can't wait till you tell your backstory, man. You know what I'm saying? It's been, man, it's been how many years have we? we I don't think we ever been all together talking at once. Have we? Man, I ain't, I ain't been around Jamarcus since the visit. Yep. <laughs> he was 17 years old. <laughs> BJ, <laughs> let him know, man. Let him know where you at. 
Hey, what's up? I'm up in Michigan City. I was the top lineman in the area of the Northwest Indiana. There we go. You know what I'm saying? I, re- I signed and committed with Indiana, verbally committed my junior year in high school. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was pushed, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know what I wanted to do, but, you know, I loved Indiana, man. I was Indiana every day. Mm. Mm. And what about you? Down the drain. Mm. <laughs> right, man, tell me about it. What about you, Jamarcus? Were you all Indiana everything like BJ? I mean, I see the picture. BJ said he, he's in front of the picture, Indiana University of the IU football picture and everything, man. Well, I was um, – honestly, man, I just wanted to go to school, man. I My upbringing was a little different, man. I'm going to talk about it. Um, my dad's a disabled American veteran. So, yes, sir. Um. And I had to deal. I had to deal with that all my life. So, mm. uh, I just honestly, my dad wanted me to go to Indiana, mm-hmm. and so that's where I went. I always wanted wanted my dad to be happy. Um, um, and as a kid, you know, you take those sacrifices. You yes, want sir. to see your your parents smiling. You yes, know? sir. So yes, that's sir. what I did. Yes, sir. I hear you right there, man. You want to see your parents smiling. Do not want to disappoint them, man. You know what? I did that, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, we all came in together, 98. Everybody know I'm from Turho, Indiana, Turho South High School. Probably the worst school in the state of Indiana or one of the top 20 worst school win percentage-wise. And um, I think I maybe won maybe eight games in my four years of playing. So I always had a mentality as, man. I'm gonna have to use foot. I'm gonna have to use football as a way out, you know. So um, my parents didn't have no money to send me off to college, so it was just one of them things. You know, I went to a school that it was like it was it was divert. Well, it was, it was sort of diverse. You know, majority was white, but um, a lot of black kids just stayed back and probably went to ISU or hell didn't just went right to the workforce, man. But um, yeah, I signed with Indiana once again. You know who I am, Frank Smith, and I signed with Indiana. I verbally committed my junior year, like BJ said. I ain't know, I ain't know anything. I was not an Indiana fan. Just being one hundred, never liked Indiana. I was one to go University of Illinois. That was my school right there. I remember I used to go to football camp. With coach Lou Tepper was a camp. Um, he was a coach, and I remember my sophomore year, I was at the camp and um, I was dominating, dominating. Still got the plaque. Got the um, walked away with the defensive MVP there. Three hundred kids. And the offensive MVP was Luke Buckter, Dick Buckter's nephew. And me and him ran the camp. And Coach Tepper came up afterwards, offered me a scholarship. And my head coach was there at the time watching. He like, well, you can't do that. And Tepper was like, why? Because he's only a sophomore going into his junior year. And Tepper, I never get his eye. He looked at me like, man, what the? You know, I had that look like, what the fuck? And I heard, I mean, he wrote me every year till he got fired. That's a year I think they just got back having Kevin Hardy and Simeon Rice, that team they were loaded with, man. And um, that's when Ron Turner came in. And <laughs> yeah, there's a story behind that, but I'll tell that in another episode. But um, yeah, so I'll, like I said, um, Turho connection to Indiana. Everybody know that connection. Cam Cameron, Coach Cam, gave me the opportunity along with um, Anthony Thompson, both Turho connect. So I ended up there, you know, want to be close to my parents and. In the heart, I did not want to be there. I did not. But, hey, we'll talk more about that, though, man. But, BJ, Jamarcus, y'all, y'all forgot to mention one thing. How much beef we got up in this motherfucker, man? I mean, how how, much, how big were y'all when y'all came out of high school, brother? I was 335. 
when I came out. How uh, tall? They had me at six five three thirty five. Damn. When Matt when Matt Bomber got done with me, I was two ninety five. You ain't lying, <laughs> Coach Bomber. Oh man, go ahead, Joe. Oh yeah, done. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I was done, yeah. I was two ninety five. Two ninety five. But you came out of high school at three thirty. You say three thirty five. Three thirty five. Yeah. Sitting now, thinking about this. This is nineteen ninety eight. Six five three thirty five. I don't know how many kids in the state of Indiana is coming out like that right now. And how fast? What was your 40 time? I ran a 4.9 mm. and a 4.93. And how much, were you, how much was your bench? I can't remember bench at that time, honestly, because I didn't really – I just naturally dominated when I was in high school off pure strength. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Really, I didn't even lift weights in high school, to be honest with <laughs> you. I can see you. I can see you that's, doing that. Yeah. No, we know about Frank and his weightlifting in high school yeah. and stuff. True story. I never lifted a weight in high school. Wow. And I, don't, I, I and, was natural. I was naturally. Strong, yeah, man. BJ had this natural strength. And BJ, let him know, yeah. man. How much were you coming out of high school? Man, I was three three forty coming out of high school. I bench pressed two twenty five, twenty four times coming out of high school. Fucking nuts. You know what I'm saying? How tall were you? Six four, six four and a half, six five. Yep. B, BJ, and what was your forty time, B? I ran a five. I ran a five two. And BJ was strong. BJ was fucking strong, man. BJ was one of the strongest guys I've ever seen, man. Like he'll put them big old mittens on you. You ain't getting loose, man. You ain't getting loose, and that's crazy, you know. So you were six four and a half. Let's give you six five. You were six five three forty. Coming out of Indiana high school football, like I said, and you were an athlete. You were, I mean, yeah. you were, you know, Cam. You know, Cam wanted. Go ahead. Yeah, Coach Cam wanted us three hundred and under. Yeah, <laughs> because of the office for Randall. Yeah. Oh man, see it. See, Jamarcus had that natural ability. BJ had that natural strength. I came out of high yeah. school. I came out of high school at six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds. But I can only bench press. I think I got three fifteen, three times. I got two twenty five, seventeen times. I, I, my squat wasn't worth a damn, like maybe a three thirty five, and my hand clean, which was one of I thought was decent at the time, was two forty five. But I can run a four nine. 40, you know, because I played basketball also, but it was all about yeah. running with me. But I was just like, I, I didn't take, I, I lifted, but like Jamarcus said, though, man, just natural ability, man. You know, I just go out there and, I mean, fuck the play calls, the coaches call. I'm just getting my tackles. That's all I get my 10 tackles and whatever. Man, I'm good, man. But, but you know, that all that all goes with the school you was at yes, and the mentality that yes. Growing up in that area where you was at, that they had, yeah. Because every everything I've learned now, as I watch these kids now, everything is fucking planned and plotted out for these kids. Man, say and when that we again. were growing up, we didn't we didn't have it set up like that. No, we now didn't. they got weight classes in school, weightlifting class. They got weights after school. They got condition. It wasn't set up like that for no. us when we was coming out. Hey man, if I if I had it the way these kids got it now, oh, I probably be coming out of high school benching 
Oh, BJ, you there? You hit the you hit the mic. You hit your mute button. You hit your mute, mute button. Check your mute. Check your mute. Maybe I can unmute um, him. Oh, check BJ. your mute button, BJ. Mute. Mute button, BJ. Yeah, BJ, there he is. Yeah, you yeah, you say when you were coming out of high school if you were coming out of high school right now, you'll be benching what? I probably would be benching five hundred pounds if I was coming out of high school if I had the training that these kids got right now, man. I believe it. I probably I probably would have been running a full five. You right with the, with the way these kids get ready. Yes. You know You right. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And um so I, Probably wouldn't be no three hundred and thirty pounds though. I probably wouldn't be about two seventy five. I would have been that DN that go. I play. I was a beast on defense too. Mm-hmm. But everybody seen my speed and, and strength wanted me on that offense. But mm-hmm. I had coaches battle me, they wanted me on defense. <laughs> <laughs> so I never got to play. I played D every blue moon. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't come off the field, offense. man. I did not come off the field. That's how it was in my conference, yeah, my high school. And we're all well, we're all five A, aren't we? Or who? Anybody four A? No, I was three A. Oh, you're three A. We were three A. Okay, uh, but we played all four A, five A schools. Yeah, because Fort Wayne Community School System is four A and five A high schools. And who's the Doolin? One of y'all. Did- we were the only black man. Doolin was top five A man. Yeah, that was, was was that you up there? Yeah. No, nah, I can't say y'all the top though. I think the MIC was the top. Oh, oh. I'm saying we was top five. Okay, eight. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know we got well. We had Vapo and Hobart was running it. Oh, yeah. You right. My mistake. You right. You right. Damn. Because that um, 97. So you had to go against Big Craig on Seeker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, oh, they man. He was small on the line. You know they was all coming out six eight six seven. <laughs> they whole front line. He was a small tight end <laughs> at six four, but can run. That dude can run. Little man. ass Doug, little ass Doug Bloom, little yeah, Doug, Doug Bloom, Bloom. Little running back. Yep, I he was him. popping tops. Yeah, he was. He was popping tops, boy. Woo. See, in our conference, we had Cathedral, Devin Schaefer. They like Notre Dame. I couldn't stand Notre Dame, man. They yeah, they they like they they were traveling. I don't think they had a home field, but you had Cathedral, you had Ben Davis. With Hogan and DG and Virgil Akers. I mean, that team was loaded right there, man. Then you have. I mean, this, though. I mean, this, right? Yeah. Who, who did y'all watch growing up in high school that was an upperclassman that y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I want to be like him. Man, that's a good question, man. Let me go. Man, shit, go ahead, Jamarcus. I mean, damn, that's a good question. Well, in, in my era, in my, in my in, in Fort Wayne, you know, Rod Woodson was like one of the tops to ever come out of Fort Wayne. Oh, damn, Rod is from there. So though. then, when you have, yeah, you have Rod Woodson and Von Dunbar. Damn. So when you go Rod Woodson, Von Dunbar, then you have people like it was a guy that played for Paul Hardy. Man, they were, I mean, fuck, you got Jason Fabini that played for the Jets. He was a big old lineman, but it's the two guys, man, that I always wanted to be like. One guy named was John Banks. He lived down the street from me. Actually, him and Von Dunbar are like brothers. Uh, John Banks, he wore number 75. 
and he played O line and, and D D line, and he in defense he covered the whole freaking field, man, sideline to sideline. He was just an animal, and then O line wise, he just punished people. And so when I got to high school, it was a guy named Shannon Jackson. Shannon Jackson ended up playing at Indiana State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon Jackson. I used to look up to him, man. He probably don't know it to this day, but I was I was there practice dummy between him and a guy named Sidney Jack at uh, Sidney Merriweather. I was a big kid in, in as my freshman year, so the coach used to always put me on the D-line in front of him, and they used to punish me. They used to punish me. <laughs> One day I was crying in practice. I was mad. I'm like, damn, man. Every day I, I come out here and be his practice dummy for these two dudes. And, you know, they all the linemen, they laughing at me, all the guys on the line. And I told them, I said, now nah, one of y'all motherfucking spots makes you sound. <laughs> I said, I bet that. And, and, that, and that's how it all happened. It all happened. That, and they don't know to this day because I never got a chance to tell them. They don't understand how much they push me by punishing me to make me want to be on the other side of the ball next year to do that to somebody. Man. So I took pride, and I tell people to this day, as an old lineman, you got to take pride in being a protector. So that's why that picture I sent you, Frank, with me punishing that boy yeah. under me. That 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 was he got some of the, the backlash from what they were doing to me when I was a freshman. That's how it was. Be- that, that's that was my goal. All right, well we're gonna get into high school. Yeah, don't don't tell too much of your high school story. We're gonna talk about that on another episode. But BJ, go ahead okay, to yeah, okay. tell me yours. Man, it was only one. You know, I I was pushed to the football. So you know what I'm saying? But my freshman year, when we had to go pay, play Penn mm-hmm. at the high school level, and, man, I see Mike Ro- Mike Rosenthal, man, 6'8", mm. mm. demolishing everybody, but that's a dude. That's, that, that, that's a liable right there, man. Mm. You, know, mm. so, you know, he went off, went off the door today, did the NFL for like 12 years or so. Yeah. Mike Rosenthal, man, Penn, Penn High School, man. Penn High School, period, man, was like. Oh, they were just, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> man, they come out 100 deep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was like, man, they come out 100 deep, man, doing all their calisthenics loud. Man, it was intimidating, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, man, I remember watching a Penn game before. Ooh, man, high school football, Indiana. Y'all never thought we had it, did y'all? The 90s were great times, man, on the Ben Frank Now show. But, yeah, we're here with Jamarcus Gorman and Mr. Brian Allen, a.k.a. BJ. Yeah, I remember my freshman. I ain't going to touch it one time. I remember we went to – where the hell? We played Indianapolis something. It'll come to my mind. It was second-round sectional. I was was a freshman. I started as a freshman. I was crunk. And I remember this big-ass dude on the parking lot. You can see him from the parking lot. They were putting his helmet and shoulder pads on. And they lined this big motherfucker up at fullback and at the goal line. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was good. I could tackle him head up. This dude ran me over. Boom. Ran me over. Looked at me and helped me up off the field. I'm like, damn. Big Aaron Gibson. Remember him? Oh, man. Oh, God damn. Aaron Gibson went to Wisconsin. This 
motherfucker was about six nine, six eight, four twenty, and can do the splits. Man, I had I always had respect for Aaron Gibson. Man, always had respect for him. I don't know what I was thinking. He like, man, I remember the words he said. Hey, kid, I like your heart. You're gonna be good. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Get me up off this ground, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, this dude just ran me over. I don't know what I was thinking though. He just, just like ran, just ran right over me like I wasn't there, man. But I never get that, man. And I remember he went to Wisconsin, watching him and Chris McIntosh. They were on the line together, man. That. Look up Aaron Gibson. That dude was a beast, and I mean, yeah, there were some good old days right yeah, there. Yeah, he man. was. He was about four hundred pounds. <laughs> they, had his, they had his big butt doing the splits. Yeah, yeah. With Detroit yes, got that pay. Yes, hey, yeah, man. But you know what, man? I mean, yeah. it feel good to talk to y'all, man. We're twenty minutes in the show. The Ben Frank now show. Appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, man, this is um, couple of my IU Indiana football signees, um, class of ninety eight. But, you know, we're going to dig into this. Like I said, I'm going to make this a five-part series. A lot of people want to know and stuff. Man, there's so much we can sit back and talk about. This, hey, this is our first time actually talking together in 20 years. But one thing I want to know, though, man, I want to know, Jamarcus, VJ, either one of y'all can start first. Give me your upbringing. Give me, give me from the beginning. Tell me about your beginning. From how was life? How was your neighborhood? Your friends you hung with? The haters in the game that didn't want you to succeed? The ones that was there for you? I mean, Give me the story, man. Give me the backlog. Well, I'll start with mine. Well, you know, my dad played in the NFL with the, the uh, L.A. Rams as a wide receiver. Yeah, I remember you talking about your dad, old Miami Vice ass. <laughs> yeah, you know, he actor, model, everything. Yeah. So it was footsteps to follow really? behind. Yeah. So I used to be out there in uh, L.A. Damn, I didn't know that, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, we didn't yeah, know each other, man. Out LA, you know what I'm saying? Be out there. You know, as a kid on the practice field and stuff with the Rams and stuff, I remember, you know. Mm. But he, uh, <clears throat> I had big steps to follow. But like I said, I didn't get pushed into it till, you know, saying late, what, eighth grade. But coming up, Michigan City, you know, my mom had me at 17. You know what I'm saying? Grew up around my grandparents a lot, you know, but it was, uh, I had a good upcoming. You know, my stepfather came in my life around two years old. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? With his support. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, coming up at this part of the Indiana, you know, everybody's parents either working at the factories, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Education wasn't really pushed that hard to me. Mm-hmm. But I just, did what, I just did what I did to get to get by. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like now. You know, it, kids got it made easy now, man. I swear they do. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, we had to do all the research and go look through books and stuff, man. All they got to do is pull out a phone and get the answers, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you right about that. My goodness. But, you know, like I said, my, my only downfall, man, I think, you know what I'm saying, education wasn't pushed on me hard enough. You know what I'm saying? And I, I really didn't, outside my uh my dad, you know what I'm saying, but he was always living in California to push me for football and education. He wasn't around. If he was around, mm-hmm might be different right oh yeah and when do you start playing football you say eighth grade eighth grade man i rode the bench man i was getting the garbage time man because i ain't no nothing i ain't know what to do you <laughs> know what I'm but after that freshman year yeah it was over with. i do i do the game now you know what i'm saying <laughs> so cheer to get me in the game man you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i was a baseball player man no shit you know what I'm saying? yeah i was a baseball player big frank big frank you know what I'm saying that for the White Sox. Yeah, man, Frank Tone, yeah. Big Hurt. Yeah. You know 
No That's shit. All I used to dream about man, football wasn't it. it was, I was all baseball. Damn, never knew that, man. See, learn something. Yeah. So you played. So how many years you played baseball? Man, all the way until till I got to junior high. You know what I'm saying? Kids, a lot of parents used to be mad because I run their kids over. You know what I'm saying? You on that base? I'm, <laughs> I'm bulldozing you. <laughs> so how big? How big were you in like sixth grade, man? Fifth grade, uh. Well, I know eighth grade when I signed up for football, I was uh five ten, two hundred fifty two pounds. What grade was this? That was the beginning of eighth grade. Damn, five ten, two hundred fifty two pounds. Then, uh, you know, uh, from eighth grade to ninth grade, yeah, I shot up to uh, six two, two hundred ninety two pounds. Okay, okay, okay. Damn. So you know, being part of Indiana though, you were you wasn't a basketball man. You were just a baseball, huh? I play, I play, I play ba- uh, basketball too. But the only reason I didn't play in high school, they yeah. had them little ass shorts on. Man, I wasn't about to wear them <laughs> nutbusters, man. <laughs> oh man, and how was that? How was the diversity up there in Michigan City, man? I mean, was it black? Was it white? I mean, was it predominantly or we, is it mixed? We, we 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 diverse pretty well up here, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's more. More whites than blacks, but you know. So I remember the history. If I know anything about Indiana football, I remember did they consolidate your school? Yeah, back in '94. Okay. They combined Elston, Elston, and uh, Michigan City Rogers together. Okay. Okay. And form one school, which I think it was cool because I didn't know the kids on the other side of town like that. Yeah. But it it, it brought sports down, man. I mean, we bought the championships in volleyball. Football, you what you would have thought it would have brought a powerhouse together. Yeah, but yeah. but track and field, it did it did good at track and field, but <clears throat> a lot of kids didn't get opportunity to play okay. because it was only one high school. You know what I'm saying? So, and you was a track and field guy too, right? But I knew, you, I mean, I knew you were pretty good, damn good in track and field. But you did. Yeah, that- I, I ain't I ain't go out for I ain't go out for track until tenth grade. Damn. You know, my freshman year, I was ineligible. So I was just looking at them, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, that look like it's fun. You know what I'm saying? So I like, I'll make sure next year I'll be ready. So you know what I'm saying? So you speak on ineligible. Explain more about your ineligibility. Man, my freshman year was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It was a joke, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't do no work, man. Elston, man, we were skipping school. Uh, man, my grades were just horrible, man. But. I changed it around, man. That 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 summer, whatever, that last semester, mm-hmm. I changed it around. You know what I'm saying? To so make sure I was eligible for football, everything in fall, and then I just did what I had to do to stay eligible, for everything, man. But <clears throat> yeah, that track, yeah. I needed that. Oh yeah. Do you ever feel the pressure though? And like I said, I'm not gonna touch in the high school yet on this episode, but I'm gonna keep it at the middle school level. Growing up though, you say you didn't play football to eighth grade though. Do you ever yeah. felt the pressure from like the community, your family, anybody? Like, you know what, this kid have a chance to, you know, like, um, I remember like my dad used to say, "Gonna take me to the promised land, gonna make that money." You know, what I mean, you ever felt like you man, ever had that it, pressure? It was, it wasn't in junior high. It was always in high school, man. No shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, you know, coming from my dad, it was always pressure. It was pressure all the way till I was like 27, 28. Mm. You know, hey. Still get in shape, man. You still go out, man. You know. I hear you. I, yeah. I had to drop it at some point, man. When I got thirty, I'm like, man, it's over, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, man. 
got kids now, you know what I'm saying? I just, my, my main focus was taking care of these kids, you know what I'm saying? I hear you, man. I hear you. And how was, at that time, how was your work ethic, though, you felt that you had in them years growing up? Work ethic as in working out? Yeah, just, just you know, just overall work ethics, you know? It's like they say in school, work study habits. How was your work ethic? Oh, man, man it's. Oh, you hit your mute. Oh, BJ hit his. There you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't see. Yeah, we we get well. How was your work ethic? You say? I said I just had to do whatever I had to do to get by, man. I never really had one. I never was taught one. Got you. Hell yeah. I think we all can say that. Yeah, I can say the same thing, man. And that's you have any any role models though? Like you mentioned earlier in a good in a good comment. You, I mean, a good question you asked was like. Who did we look up to? You have any role models that that pull you to the side? Like, man, come here, young fella. That's what you need to do. No, that, I didn't have that. That's the thing, man. I didn't have nobody to really grab hold of me, push me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My dad, my dad was pushing me, but he wasn't. He too far away. He pushed me over the phone. Yeah. You need to be up here to push me. Exactly. Exactly. Man. It's, we got so many similar stories, man. And that's a good. That's all I can hear about this, man. And I know we can keep going and going in this, man. BJ, I mean, I BJ Jamarcus, go ahead. Well, growing up for me, man, it was um, I don't know. I want to say normal, normal child life. I'm, I'm the baby of five. Okay. Or baby of six. Um, about time I was born, man. My parents were like in their mid late thirties, so. How the hell you get so I guess I guess my I guess my mama told my daddy, "Hey, this your last one." He, he put everything he had in it, so I'm like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, growing up in my household, man, I had older brothers that went to college. I had older brothers that went to jail. Um, had a sister. My sister graduated from. Indiana, so you know I. Oh, your connection, Jamarcus. Your connection, Jamarcus. You're moving around. Your connection, brother. You're cutting out. Tell them get uh, off that boost mobile, man. When I was a kid, <laughs> Yeah, you're cutting out, man. You guys, you're moving around. You, yeah, you're moving. Actually, I got about two or three of them right there. Yeah, you're you're moving. You're moving around. We're losing connection uh, on you. Yeah, we hear you. <laughs> uh, my sister was an IU grad. So oh, okay. You, you know, I spent a lot of time in IU as a kid because my sister was in theater and stuff like that. But my dad was a disabled American veteran. Uh, so my dad, he was on dialysis. I don't know if a lot of people know what dialysis is, but he only had one functioning kidney. So my dad couldn't do much with us because every morning he had to go to this facility where they had to clean his blood and stuff. So that uh, yeah, do that for hours at a time, and it'd make him weak. So my dad couldn't really do anything with us. Uh, my mom was a registered nurse. Um. So growing up, it's like you got your dad there, but you really don't because he can't. And brother, we're having technical difficulties with Mister uh, Gordon over here. Yeah, Jamarcus. 
Yeah, let's go. We'll have a mute, Jamar. Yeah, Jamar. Can People hear keep me? calling my phone. Can that's, you hear me? Yeah, that's what's yeah, going yeah, on. Okay, yeah, you keep cutting in and out. Yeah, People call her. Okay. Yeah, so growing up, my dad was on dialysis. Um, and, you know, for, 20, for 22 years, you know, here I had a guy that he was in my life, but he was never able to do anything with me. Yeah. As a kid. So my dad couldn't play catch. We couldn't go to the park and hoop. So I had to look towards, you know, yeah. my my big brothers or just guys around the neighborhood. Um <laughs> you know, for that big brother, that leadership that and where I grew up at, we had a, a gang called the CPTs and the GD. We grew up in the area where it was a lot of gang activity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's what it was. You know, that's what we grew up around. That's what we was around. It made you tough because you had to fight. Uh, I fought with my brothers a lot because I was the youngest. You know, youngest get picked on. Um, you know, my dad never worked a job because he was always disabled. So, you know, I watched my dad hustle um, from sun up to sun down. That's what he did, you know. Respect that. Yep. And it was, it was one of those things where mom had to stop working to help dad because he started getting sick. So, you know, life wasn't that great. And as a kid, I always said I wanted better, yes. you know. Um my dad they never let us go hungry. He did what he had to do to put some food in the house, but you always looked and said, Man, growing up, I don't wanna struggle. Um actually. Um I was always a big kid, but my brother nine age nine to twelve. So I looked like a nine-year-old, so they allowed me to practice with kids. And we went through a lot of mental abuse. A lot of mental abuse? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, you had your coaches. Oh, yeah. Every cuss word out of my coach's mouth was a cuss word. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jamarcus, man. You're cutting in or and get out. Get your ass over here. Get your motherfucking ass over there. We got kicked. You know, you they used to make you get a three. Can you hear me? Yeah, you killed me. Yeah, your connection. You, know, you got cussed out. We're still going out? Yeah, now you're good right now. You're telling a good story, man. Go ahead. You say you were getting cussed out by the coaches? Um. You get cussed out, you get kicked, you get snatched up by your face mask. I remember, man, I still got a cut on the inside of my lip from the Super Bowl where we scored the touchdown, but our quarterback got touched. Mm. Guy named Adrian Reese, one of the best football players I ever played with out of Fort Wayne. He ended up going to Ball State. Um, he got touched in the Pee Wee game, and halftime, I got snatched up. You know, because Adrian got touched. Mm -hmm. 
from that day forward, that's what put that that mentality in me about blocking, you know, as a protector. Right. You know, because you had this big guy. They instilled, they instilled in us. You was more feared of coming off the field in Pee Wee League. You're 19 years old. You more scared to come off the field and being snatched up by this grown man <laughs> than worrying about the guys who was out on the field playing. Oh yeah, because it was that deep. It was that important that you blocked, you tackled, you, and that's what we went through as kids. It was, you know, we look at it now. We call it mental abuse. Yeah, because they mentally abused you. It was get your ass over there and do this or else. And some type of physical uh, uh, harm was going to come behind that, that, that tongue lashing if you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And uh, by the time I got to middle school, it was, it was no holds bar. I had the attitude that I'm going to punish anybody because I didn't went through four years of hell, you know? It was it was bad. And how, it was bad. We talk. It is crazy because. Go ahead. How tall and big were you in going in middle school? Going in middle school, man, I was about mm, about five eight, five nine, over over the two hundred pound range. But you know, by 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 the time I got to middle school, I already had it in my mind that I was the old lineman. You know. Back in Pee Wee League, I remember my dad picking up the ball because he did coaches. He picked up the ball and he tossed it to me and I dropped it. He said, Well, that was your opportunity to catch a football. You'll never <laughs> you'll never be able to touch or catch a football in your life unless you hiking it or you picking it up after it was spiked in the end zone or something. So from there on I knew I was gonna be an old lineman. Wow. Hands down, I was gonna be an old lineman. And I won't take it no shit. Wow, man. That's what it was. And BJ, like Jamarcus said, he grew up in, you know, he had to, it sounded like, you know, Jamarcus said he had to fight for everything, you know what I'm saying? And he, he was. I, I, I was the only child. I was oh. spoiled, you know? Okay, okay. So, I, I, like I said, he, he had to struggle. He had to fight for his. Yes. You know? Yes, yes. I, I actually, I quit. My eighth grade year when I, I first came out uh-huh. because I wasn't used to, you know what I'm saying? My my junior high football coach was a, a Q dog, an old Q dog coach. Oh, man. man. Yeah. Larry, <laughs> Mr. Larry Allen, man, he get in your face, snatch your face mask and shit. Ah, man, he snatched my face mask and shook, yep. and shook it. Hey, man, I ain't got time for this, man. I quit. I walked off the field. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, but, see, hey. but see, that's what we went through. That's what we went through as kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they was trying to make you tough. Yes. Football yeah. really wasn't about X's and O's back then growing up. It was about being tough and hitting people hard. Yeah. You know, the X's I ain't and no, O's came, I ain't no but they wanted about to that. hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I ain't know nothing about that, man. All I know, man, he That's kept crazy. us running, 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 and snatching at our faces, yelling and cussing us out. And what, I ain't used to this, man. BJ, was your coach black? Yeah, yep. he was black. See, both of y'all coaches were black, see? And just hearing these stories, man, you guys been around diversity. You know, growing up in Terre Haute, Indiana, I didn't start playing football till 
seventh grade. Before then, it was basketball, 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 basketball. And Jamarcus, I mean, I didn't ask you, you do you play more than one sport from the time of Pee Wee to eighth grade? Or was it just bat- football for you? Well, my dad had a rule in his house. My dad had a rule in his house. Either you were playing sports all year round or you had to work. Yep, yep. So I, I picked up the basketball. I played. I hooped. I hooped all the way up to my junior year. After my junior year, my coach, Al Gooden, he wouldn't let me play my senior year because I was already committed to IU. Uh, played a little bit baseball. They put me in right field. You know, you don't get no action in right field. <laughs> so they always put the kids that really want. I wasn't good in baseball. Right. So they put right. the kids that ain't good out in right field. Because you ain't getting no action. You know what I'm saying? I was first baseman. Oh, man. You from, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, was, I was right field. I ain't going to lie to you. I was always scared of baseball, man. It's like, man, this motherfucker might hit you with this ball. And it's, it's going to hurt. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes. My, my hand-eye coordination to dodge a baseball wasn't it. It yeah. wasn't it, you know. <laughs> My objects had to be a little bigger than bigger than a baseball. You know? And you know what I take from all those fellas is um, on the Ben Frank Now show with Jamarcus Gorman and Mr. Brian Allen, BJ. What I take from all this is Jamarcus, you come from a background, like you said, your father, and may he rest in peace, right? No, he's still alive. Oh, shit. He's old. Yeah. He's old. Okay. Oh, man, Frank, Frank tried to kill somebody, man. No, I, no, 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 no. I thought I see someone on your Facebook that I thought you see someone on your Facebook. <laughs> nah, that, that was, uh, that was uh, one of my, my mentors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and what I think from this, you come from, by, by, well, you're the youngest, military dad, your brothers, you know what I'm saying? You know you probably got picked on through them. The gang lifestyle up in um, Fort Wayne, you were you you, the hardness was already there. You know you had to go through it. I mean, nothing came easy. Then you had yeah, and then BJ, which I didn't know he was the only child, spoiled. You know, and I was fourteen. My sister came when I was fourteen. Okay, okay, fourteen. See, and that's man. You know, and, and we're all big kids, you know, and my background similar to BJ, you know, I mean, I'm the oldest. I have a younger sister that's four years younger than me. Um I ain't my I never had a I never had a black teacher growing up. Maybe I'm sorry, one, and they ran her out of school in middle school. Damn. Yeah, they ran her out. She was only there for a half a semester. Um and there's no knock but I've always looked up to you guys, you know what I'm saying? And believe it or not, y'all didn't know this, but I remember when I met you guys, I'm like, damn. I wish I would have grew up with them in their neighborhood because my neighborhood, you know, my parents didn't have money. My dad was a city bus driver. My mom was unemployed and then bouncing from job to job till she got um, with Eli Lilly Company for over 25 years. So, you know, we were blessed with that. But um, I grew up with all white friends, you know what I'm saying? And there's no not against white people, you know what I'm saying, or black people in general. But it's the fact that I didn't grow up with that dog. And what I mean by that is Jamarcus, you, you had that dog, man. You had that dog in you. And I knew as I got older, I lacked that. I didn't have that dog, as you say. BJ, I didn't have that natural strength, as you say. Um, that was my weakness right there because growing up, I played basketball. Didn't play football to seventh grade. Didn't know shit about football, you know, but what I knew about Tecmo Bowl and shit like that. Um, it's it just crazy, man, you know what I'm saying? And my community, my community, we didn't have no hoods. We had two projects, you know. And I know people that came to Turtle, they're like, man, the projects, hell, y'all call them projects? They look like Taj Mahal's elsewhere, you know what I'm saying? And 
we didn't have that type of hardcore lifestyle, you know. We had a few people trying to start a gang around there. Them motherfuckers didn't do shit, man. It was it was full of shit, but it was Turho, Indiana, and that's it, you know. And it, it was not like MC. It was not like Fort Wayne, you know what I'm saying? And that was I wish I had I wish I had that dog, you know. My parents kind of kept me shelter. My friends were white. They weren't. They their their lifestyle was already planned for them, you know. Um, my my few friends that were black, their parents were haters because they was wanting their kids to succeed over me. So you know, and they were throw salt in my game and shit like that, which you guys probably can contest to that too. But um, my hometown, it wasn't sh- it wasn't shit. Seriously, the basketball got all the attention. Football didn't get hardly anything. It was more individuality. It's still like that to this day. Um, Frank, yeah, it's, it's a different kind of black. You know what I'm saying? You that dark black. You that scary black, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm black. They look at you like they scared of you because you dark black. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, yeah, it was di- it was different though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's crazy though. But in my home, hey, yeah, look like he gonna go, brother. <laughs> oh shit! But you know what I'm saying though, man. I wish I had that. I wish I had similar um of similar lifestyle growing up like you guys did, man. Because I think um. If we could just pick and choose from each other, like, man, I wish I had that, what he had, and had that, what he had, things would probably have been different, you know? But, you know, it just, right now, this is therapeutic to hear you guys talk and see the similarities and all that stuff. And what well, I want to touch on in middle in your middle school, matter of fact, you know what? We're going to take it all the way to high school. Crazy, though, yeah, we'll take, we'll take it to high school in this episode. Fuck it. Let's take it to high school, and then we can also go back to high school again on another episode. But when you got to, yeah, so... In fifth grade, I never get, forgot. I got measured. I was five. I remember we had to do that. Was that a presidential run? Remember every school in the state of Indiana had to do that presidential test and all that shit. And I could always run. That was the only thing I knew I could do. But my dad always had me going to track. I never got a whooping growing up, Harley. He always made me go to the track and run. Run, 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 jump rope, run, jump rope, run. And that's all I did. You know what I'm saying? And basketball play AU. AU was life. That's all it was. And, um, I was five foot eleven in fifth grade, five eleven two twenty. I never get that. I'm like, damn. And then when I got to seventh grade, I was six one two seventy. And it's like, shit, man. You know, I just felt myself kept growing. But when I started playing football, I was everything. I was like, what they called a bus driver. I was punter, tight end, defensive end, tackle. I mean, I did it all. You know what I'm saying? But I never had that coach to help me out with my skills. But you know, they said big man. We take a longer time to develop. We need to be coached properly in the right way. And um, the coaches I had, I didn't have that mentorship. You know, that's what I'm gonna ask you guys: Who was y'all mentors throughout when you were in middle school to get you to high school that seen potential in you and that wanted you to, you know, take off and be something? Um, yeah, either one of y'all. I, well, you know, high school. You know, we had. They ain't give the, the the one number one coach. I think they should have gave a chance in Michigan City. They never did. Was Mister Indiana, IU Bloomington was a uh, Donnie Thomas man. You know what I'm saying from Michigan City. He went to IU. They all American everything. Mm-hmm. Went to New England Patriots. Damn. But they would never give him a chance to coach in Michigan City, man. Why? Why is that? I don't know. Cause he was black as you, but he was dark black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, growing up, he was a, you know teacher and everything. 
he was he was a mentor though, man. He 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 tried to push some of the kids, but you know, I felt like you know they should have gave that guy a chance, you know, said so to really push us and, and gave him the coaching job, man. But they they never gave him a chance, man. Mm. You know. Mm-mm-mm. But I, like I said, I I really didn't have nobody to push me like that, so right. I was just out there, man. And I can <laughs> I can relate to that. Yep, I can relate to that. I had nobody push me at all. I was just out there, just. You know, making it happen. You know what I mean? Fucking up. Didn't know how to do it. But, and my work ethic was terrible. You know, we'll talk, continue to talk about that more. But, yeah, my work ethic wasn't worth a damn. Well, what about you, um, Jamarcus? Jamarcus is connected. That's crazy, man, that y'all say that, man, because it's crazy that y'all saying that because growing up, in the neighborhood I grew up in, the Village Woods, V-Dub, anybody from Fort Wayne that, that, that's listening, they know when I say V-Dub, they know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of black males. We had a black teacher named Calvin Green. Uh, we had an ISD teacher named Fred Stevenson. And we had like a life coach. He was a pastor. Mike Nicholson, God rest his soul. And we had another guy named Ike Merriweather. Um, and then you had Malcolm folks, Scott Lewis, so he just died from COVID. He was our science teacher. Uh, growing up in Village Woods, man, we had a few black males in the school system. And so they used to push us. And so when we got to high school, thank God we got to high school, we got this young white dude from fucking Bloomington South named Steve Cooley. And Big Frank, if you ever want to talk to Cooley, he's on my page, white guy, he's coach right now for New Albany. Okay. Man, Steve Cooley saved us, man. Now, I know some of my buddies going to be like, man, get the fuck out of here. Fuck him because they were upset with him. But man, Steve Cooley saved us, man. This young white dude came in the locker room. Mind you, our high school didn't win a football game. My first year, we did. For up until my sophomore year is when we started winning when a guy named Steve Cooley came. Mm-hmm. He put three plays on the board. Mind you, it was, a, it was about 97% black school in a white uh, County, others of that. We were in East Allen County School District, which is white schools like Carroll, Woodland, New Haven. They were all white schools. But we were the only black schools, so they made us play against all the black kids in football. Um, Little young white guy, man, Steve Cooley, man, he wrote three plays on the board in the locker room. And we laughed. <laughs> Everybody laughed. And he looked at us and said, I remember him saying this. He said, God damn it, men, because he used to always call us men. Mm-hmm. God damn it, men. If we get these three plays down packed, we'll start destroying everybody. Mm. And then that's what we did, man. He instilled that in us, our work ethic and, and running plays over and over. Like he was the guy, man, that really put that motor behind a lot of us at high school 
Oh, come on, Jamar. See, even think about college. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you cut it, you cut it out. Yeah, I remember you talk about Coach Cooley back at IU, man. man. Yeah, I remember you talk about Coach Cooley, man. I think he came to it. I think he came down campus before. I think you introduced me to him. Oh, man. Steve used to check on all of us, man. That's amazing, man. You know, it's not like you all have. Bloom to self. Bloom to self. It's not like all you guys have some good people in your lives, man. You know, and um, work ethic, you know. And I think my, if I had to go back and look at it now as a 41-year-old man, I would sit here and say my, my biggest downfall was probably the turning point of my sophomore year. Because I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you guys this before I elaborate. When do you knew, man. I'm a pretty big deal. I think I can be pretty damn good at this sport. Either one of y'all. When I used to, when I used to uh, demolish the seams. <laughs> what year? <laughs> what year was this? That was my sophomore year, high school. <laughs> and give, and, okay, give me your height and weight. Man, height. Like I said, by then I was probably like six three. 298. Okay, okay, okay. Just you know what I'm but I feel I like nobody could touch me, man. I didn't care how big you was. There you, you know go. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm smacking. Mm. I hate I hate to say it. You know, I, I heard a lot of my teammates in practice because mm -hmm. I bulldozed them, man. <laughs> I ain't care. You know? But you had, that with it. you had a mentality right then and there, man. And yeah. when, what, what brought on that mentality? Man, just the hype. You know what I'm saying? It's the hype of me start watching football, mm -hmm. paying attention. I used to watch Bruce Smith. Yeah. Man, Bruce Smith, you know, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, so yeah. I always watch the deep lines of them. <laughs> but Bruce Smith, you know, he had that little hand fake when you go down, he bring that hand up, make you make you jump outside. I used to do that all the time. They were scared, man. So <laughs> so if I go and talk to BJ, eighth grade, nineteen ninety four, I wanna say. And I'm asking you, 93, it's Saturday afternoon. What are you watching on TV? Who are you watching? What college team are you watching? And why? Oh, I'm Notre Dame. I'm Notre Dame all day. You know that, Frank. I'm I, Notre know, Dame, man. I know, man. And, <laughs> and what do you pick up from that? Like, you watching that, does that, that make you realize, man, I can play at that level? I never dream about playing. I just enjoy the atmosphere on TV of watching Notre Dame demolish people, man. Lou Holtz, man. I was pissed off when he left Notre Dame, man, because <laughs> he didn't want to break a goddamn record, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that pissed me off, man. <laughs> no shit. I never knew that's the reason why he left, man. Yeah, he didn't want to break that record. No kid. Damn, I never knew that. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Notre Dame, man. I want to break that coaching record at Notre Dame. So you did not think about, man, I can play at that level. That wasn't it. For nope, you? I didn't start. I didn't. I didn't start thinking about playing college football until them letters start coming in, man. man. And talk about them letters, man. Talk about them. Which one was which? Man, every you know, all all Big Ten start coming. All the little Mac schools, everything up north was coming. Mm. You know, what I'm saying, but yeah, you know, my dad, my dad was living in California then. So, you know, I, I took a visit out to USC. Oh! <laughs> oh, man, you know who I troll? Oh, I'm a Trojan fan, boy. I love my son of man, Cal. I, 
Man, I vi- I wouldn't visit both of them schools. Man. I yeah, I, I keep that. <laughs> Hell yeah, damn. You know, so you know, they started recruiting and everything too. Yeah, and um, damn. I was shocked to see that USC is in the middle of the ghetto. It's in the middle of Compton, man. Yeah, it is. Martin Luther <laughs> King Boulevard right down there on Figueroa. Yes, sir. I know. Yeah. yeah. UCL, UCLA facility, man. It's all oh, in man. Beverly Hills, man. Yeah, Luxury, yeah, man. Yeah, Everything was so... Man, it was different. But, you know, I, I was a mama's boy, so I was like, I'm not coming out here. Man. I wanted to be close to my mom, man. <laughs> <laughs> so them letters change the game, hon. That's when you start smelling yourself as a teenager. And- yeah, letters. Letters start pouring in. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, okay, this is the real deal now. You mm. know what I'm saying? And then, you know, like I say, when, when stuff start happening, then, you know, when we got the IU, the stuff didn't go right. Yep. And then the JUCO, they they tried to send me to Mississippi. Cam tried to send me to Mississippi. Yeah. I'm not about to go to no Mississippi, yeah. man. Find me a JUCO close to home. Yep. I ain't know what JUCO was. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that too. Don't jump in that. Yeah, you're, yeah, I already know. I remember that Mississippi. I remember that Mississippi talk. It was Holmes or Hines, yeah. one of them two. I remember that. Yeah. Jamarcus. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, keep coming. Keep on, man. Your stories are so similar to mine, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, man. You know what? Like I say, when once some letters start coming, yes, sir. Then everybody start recognizing. Okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying. This, this this boy he he got something going. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember his name. He was uh he played for Michigan State, the big the big uh offensive lineman from Michigan State. Uh, Mandridge, Tony Mandridge. No, Not black him, guy, black guy, black guy. He played for uh, damn, who did he play for? Was it I don't know? Was it the Cowboys? Damn, no, what was my big big Agu. The big left tackle that came out right before we graduated, man. Oh yeah, who, who was it? Um, Jamarcus, you just said it. Ask, ask you, Agu, wasn't it? Um, Eric Williams. No, was it, it wasn't Eric Williams, was it? So we're uh, we gonna have to look that up. Shit. The big black lineman, the left tackle that came out of uh, Michigan State, man. But you know that's this is big, uh, big, uh, it was it was Agu ask you. Yeah. Damn. I think you are right. Ask you, ask you, yes. What about him, though? But, you know, he had a, uh, you know, the coaches and stuff was like he had some academic problems and stuff, you know, so they was trying to, you know, send, do some comparisons and stuff with, you know what I'm saying, with me and him. You know, that's where the coaches put me on that uh, silver learning and try to get the SATs up oh, and all man. that. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. The clearing, the, the clearing house. I would. We will talk about that too. Oh shit! The NCA clearing house. Oh man, Jamarcus. When did you start feeling yourself? When you knew that man, this this shit's for real, man. I knew. I'm gonna be honest to you, man. <laughs> I used to work a a, a car wash. Hold up! 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 Flozell Adams. Flozell Adams. Big flow. Yes. Oh, Big Flo Zell. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I forgot that name. Oh, you talking about Big Flo Zell. <laughs> Flo Zell was a powerful motherfucker. <laughs> Michigan State yeah. didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. That's what it was. Yeah, they had Bill Burke, Cedric, Cedric Irving. That's Cedric, all the yes. boys on that, on that team. Go ahead, Jamarcus. Tell me about when you knew yeah, that man. No, um... <sighs> It's crazy that BJ said Notre Dame, man, because 
I was working a uh, car wash. I was working for a guy. He had a car washer business. And we used to always travel up to South Bend to wash cars. We used to power wash all the big car lots or whatever. And um, one day he was like, let's go over to Notre Dame. I was like, dude, we're going to get in trouble, man. Like, we can't be on them people's feet, you know? He was like, no, I get his in, I get his in. So we went over to Notre Dame, man. And we met this, he was, his name was Father Something. He took us in the athletic department. And I was a Lou Holtz guy. I just like the old little white dude used to pick grass and chew on grass and cuss everybody out. And I was like, this little motherfucker's rough, man. <laughs> you know, we got in there, man, and the guy was showing us these rings and stuff. Wasn't the athletic, uh, uh, athletic, uh, 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 the AD office? And he was showing us rings and stuff. Man, I was like, man. I wish I could meet Lou Holtz. And he was like, yeah, Lou wasn't on the campus at the time, but he took us in there and he showed me. Oh, the field. Yeah. He took us out in the field. Um, he showed me Lou Holtz's closet. Lou Holtz, had, and I don't know if y'all knew this, he had everything custom made for the weather, from his shoes he wore, the sweaters, the rain jackets, the hats, all this shit. So he, he, he gave us some of this shit. I'm like, I can't tell you all this shit, you know. And then we went fucking met Orlando Pace. Mm, Ohio State. When I met Orlando Pace, first of all, I cried. I know your niggas might laugh. I don't give a fuck. No. When I met, when I met, hey, when I met Orlando Pace, man, as a fifteen-year-old kid, mm. and he was, he was like, you know, he called me big fella. I'm thinking, nah, motherfucker, you was big. Like, <laughs> God damn. He said, "Hey, man." He said, "He told me you could play on this level." Mm. You can make it on this level. And, man, showing up, I, I mean, shit. I even got an offer when I got in high school. We'll talk about it later, but I ended up getting an offer from John Cooper. John mm. Cooper was my first offer, handwritten letter. Mm. Um, but when I met Orlando Pace, man, my homeboy thought, oh, nigga, you, you dick ride Pace, man. Pace was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he was. Outland trophy. Man, that big motherfucker, dog. It was him and Gatlin, the center. Mm -hmm. I remember his name was like Gatlin, Gatlins. Man, I met them two motherfuckers, man, but I looked at Orlando Pace and he stuck his hand out, man. That motherfucking hand like he covered from my hand to my elbow, dog. (laughs) I was like, this is a big motherfucker, man. That's how I knew. When I started meeting them type of people, yeah. I was like, man, I belong in this somewhere. I don't know where yet, but I belong in this. It's like when you start being around those people and people start putting you around those people, yes. it's like they're they're grooming you for something. Yes, yes. And when I start meeting athletes, man, Bob Dunbar bring Lyman's home. I remember Von Dunbar brought this white dude home named J Mac. 
J-Mac was the center at IU. It's crazy because later on in life, I met j in semi-pro one year, and I ended up meeting J-Mac. And J-Mac was like, man, I remember you was a slappy nose kid with Von Dunbar, had me in Fort Wayne's like. It was like it was like kind of like Dexter, you know. Yeah. Where people be around that, and that's why I was so shocked when we did when you said your dad played for the Rams. I was like, damn man, you was around all them dudes. This shit was like Dexter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it always happened like that. Yep. It, oh. it always happened like that. Like, and that's but that's what that's what I knew. Like, I think this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be in. Hell know? yeah. Ooh, man, the 90s were something good, man. This is uh, Ben Frank Now Show with Jamarcus Gorman and Mr. Brian Allen, a.k.a. BJ. Yeah, we're talking about um, growing up, football athletes, stars in our own little town. And, um, I remember my first letter. It was, um, you know, you had to go to the athletic department and get your letters and stuff like that. And I remember I told BJ, I mean, I told Jamarcus about this, but um, – my first letter from University of Nebraska, and then you see that big red, that, that big red, let, that big red envelope with that big white N in the middle, and you flip that some bitch over. It had them back to back trophies on the back end of the envelope. At the time, it was a BCS. I'm like, damn, I love you. Yeah. you remember? Y'all remember that? <laughs> yeah, see, y'all both hey, the quarterback, the quarterback yeah. boy. Yeah, he was the truth. Tommy yeah. Frazier, Eric Frazier, Crouch, um, Scott Frost, Frazier. yeah. Frazier, yeah. yeah. So, you know. What, was, was Phillips the running back? Lawrence there? Phillips, yeah. Lawrence Phillips, man. Yeah, because he got yeah, the same Louisville. Yeah, so we all got the same letter, man. You flipped that some bitch over, I'm like, damn, Nebraska. And one thing about Nebraska is like, lineman, you know you what I'm say, saying? You thought she was the shit walking through the hall. Oh, you could, oh, you could tell you me shit. shit you couldn't tell me shit. Oh, you couldn't tell me shit. There's, I, mean, <laughs> I had so many letters, man. I had, <laughs> hey, I had so many fucking letters. I will go to my grave and say this. I guarantee I had more letters from anybody in my town in my town between Toro North and Toro South ever I mean I had so especially in football dude I was told, I remember I had to call and tell them hey don't send them to the schools no more because there's certain letters I was not getting you know how that saying go like AD's holding letters from you and shit like there are coaches holding letters but yeah um, I remember I got Nebraska yeah. and then yeah. and then old boy sent me one the University of Michigan, and they'll put you that big uh, Wolverine helmet. And then the other one was a um, picture of the big house. It was like a postcard, and you flip that bitch over. And y'all probably Lloyd no, no, it wasn't Lloyd Carr. Y'all remember this one though? Coach the Bo- Coach DeBoer. Mike DeBoer was a recruiter. He was sending them cards out. Mike DeBoer. Yeah, Lloyd Carr was a head coach, but Mike DeBoer was a head. I had one that said Carr. Lloyd yeah. Carr. Yeah, and um, it'd be like it'd be nice to see you in this helmet one day. They trying to get you to camp. Yeah, that's a trick though. They get you to camp. They offer the scholarship there, man. Well, I have to say this offline while I talk to you guys. I was want to go to University of Illinois. So long story short, I went to me and my homeboy Brian Stallings. We went to University of Illinois Illinois football camp. Jeremy Allen was there. Me and him linked up. We're friends on Facebook right now. He went to the Minnesota. Uh, he went to Iowa, and then he was a fullback for Iowa, and back in the nineties. And he went to uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Jeremy Allen, and um, we were um, we were playing. Uh, we were at the camp. Only Indiana boys there. We were manhandling motherfuckers. Man, that camp had us doing all kind of shit. And um, Tepper pulled me aside, went off me a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was wrecking shop, man. And Dick Buckus was there in the in the crowd watching. Man, me and his me and his I nephew. Man, Illinois was no camps, dog. I ain't go to none of them camps. No man. shit. 
I ain't never go to no camps, man. Oh, I ain't want to do none of that. Oh, man. You know the camps back in the day in the 90s? It was that, you know, the big lineman camp. What, Bishop Dellingham? Remember that camp? Bishop Dellingham. That was a big camp. I, I didn't even go. I didn't even go to IU camps when they tried to cut, <laughs> get me to come down. <laughs> but the camps were was the way to go because I knew my high school team was a bunch of fucking losers. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get myself. I had to market myself. So that's the only way I can market myself because I we didn't grow up in the internet era. But man, but long story short, though, I remember um my boy BJ. I mean, my boy Brian can contest this man. Um, that day when recruit was going on, he had a couple seniors coming in. Um. A train from Michigan. He was coming in, and David Thomas was coming in to University of Illinois camp. I see them dudes walk by me. You coming here next year? I'm like, man, I got two more years. They gave me some dap and stuff. I'm like, man, who the hell them dudes, man? Because somebody was from Jersey. I won't say David Thomas was from Jersey. They both end up going to Michigan and playing there, though. Man, Illinois. I remember Kevin Hardy wasn't, and Simeon Rice was in the weight room working out. It was like, man, Illinois was a school. That's exactly where I was wanting to go, man. They were on my doorstep every damn day, man. That is exactly the school. It was either there or old um, How Mummy down in Kentucky. His letters. He was running the Air Raid before Air Raid was even popular. You know what I'm saying? He was recruiting me. I didn't give a damn about no damn IU, man. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, though, that's who I was wanting to. That's where exactly where I was going to go. So when you got them letters, man, it made you feel good. Like, man, I'm the shit. Man, I was getting them letters as a sophomore, man. It's like, shit, man. But I wish. I wish I had somebody pull me aside like you, man. Take them letters and throw them bitches away. You still got more to prove, man. That shit went to my head, man. You know? It really went to my head. And I wish. Uh, hey, man. Yeah, go ahead. I threw all them letters away. You know, I had that big old. Y'all know if you remember that big old treasure chest I had in, in Joliet. Yes, yes. I remember that. Filled with all the letters, man. I threw all that stuff away once I left Joliet. Man, man. <laughs> shit was depressing, man. I wonder, man. I was, I, you know, man. I still, all my shit is still at my parents' house in the closet. My Nike shoe boxes, man. I, I got shoe boxes filled with letters. And every blue moon, I, I talk to some kids, yep. and I just, you know, I show them some letters and stuff, and you know, try to give them a little inspiration. And, you know, get focused, but... See, you know what, though? Damn. These kids don't understand. We grew up in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Every decade can probably say whatever, but, you know, growing up in the 90s, especially the movies we had, football movies, we all loved the program. I know y'all loved the program. I was like, the program? That the, that was my shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be like, uh, oh boy, Alvin Mack. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could be like, you know, that tenacity, that dog. And that's why I wish I had growing up. When I hear you guys talk, I wish I had a similar upbringing, especially you, Jamarcus, like your neighborhood, your, the group of people you hung with. That is what I needed. Frank Smith was small. He was so I was soft. Do back. They called me. Probably be in jail, soft. Frank, because you're too black. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right. If, if I did have a, yeah, my ass probably would have went to prison, man. But, um, you know what I mean? It just my surroundings, you know. I always everybody would. <laughs> I always believe though you're a product of your environment, you know. And my environment was not. You are. I, I, yeah, I was lazy. I, I basically just get went off a of God given talent, and um, that was what hurt me, man. I I fucked up at Indiana University, a good opportunity, but we'll talk more about that later. But we're just taking at the high school level at the earliest age. You know, I'm just trying to paint a picture for people to understand. But hey, we're an hour and eleven minutes into this, man. I think we're going to cut it off and stuff, and get um, this is going to be our episode one, our intro level, so give people a taste of what's to come. 
Um, this ain't gonna be no one time right. thing, you know what I'm saying? This is gonna be something good. Hopefully, Jamarcus can go inside and talk to us next time so his internet connection be better so people can understand what the motherfucker's saying, you know? But, um, BJ, I know you gotta, <laughs> BJ, I know you gotta, I'll, I'll let too many people inside my house, man. Okay. <laughs> BJ, I know you got to help. It's all right, man. I, I know you're sleeping on that air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know what, though? So sad, though, man. We all. Hey, hey you know what's so sad, though? We you all. Don't see behind me. See how long that thing is, man? I need a new spot to crash when I come to death, man. <laughs> come on, man. I got. I got. You make sure nobody listens. Hey man, you know what though? I wish we all would have played together. Hey, I wish we all would have played together, man. But we're gonna talk about that because you know we if we, if y'all put all three of us together right now, man, and walk down the street uh, somewhere like in New Orleans or somewhere, people think we're former NFL players, man. You know? Oh, oh bro, we ain't got anywhere together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everywhere I go, man, they thinking I'm I'm somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy, man. You know when I lived in Jacksonville, hey, Florida, you know man, what, man? Yeah. Ja- oh, you live in Jacksonville, huh? Yeah, I they used to come to me in the mall, ask for donations. I know you on the Jaguars. I'm like, all I got, baby, is a black car. I'm blind like a book. <laughs> oh my god, oh shit. But yeah, um, anything y'all want to say? Hey, in cl- yeah, go ahead. Tell you, you get too old. Uh... Just give it up, man. To this day, when I fly out somewhere, man, I, hey, I'm going to tell you a secret. This is how you get first class. Oh, but this dude. You pick an exit row, right? And then when the exit row is starting to get filled, you know, you, you take out the stores. Like, hey, it's an open seat up front. You know, I'll switch for the exit. Bro, can be like, sure. Glad I always go to first class and close my eyes and leave that. <laughs> I pay for the cheap ticket. I'm sitting up. Here. I'm sitting up front. Oh, oh man. man! I'm telling you, you get first class all the time, man. Oh man, you something, Jabbar? You have always told me, just act like you somebody, man. Yeah, that's true. I'm there, dude. I'll be out walking the clubs. <laughs> Just walk to the front door like you somebody. They're gonna look hey, at you. I did, man, I, I did that in Fort Wayne, man. Whenever Fort Wayne used to have concerts, man, I just walked past either they yeah. thinking I'm security or somebody. I never got charged. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just you just you just do it like you somebody. They ain't gonna question you. Cause they think this is what he always do. Yeah. And they ain't gonna question. Well, fellas, what could have been, you know? But you know, we're trying to draw this picture out so people can get more of knowing who we are and go get a full understanding. Um, we touch on a little stuff today, but we're gonna dig even more into it next week or when we got can get you guys together again. And um, I think it's gonna be pretty good, man. It's gonna be a five part, five or six part series, man. We're gonna dig really into it, man. And um, especially we can look back and say we can go back and talk to our 18 year old self or 15 year old self or 13 year old self how will we done things different what advice we can give to the young generation right now especially leave the women alone exactly (laughs) what Cam Kelly used to tell you hey nothing's open after midnight (laughs) pussy in jail (laughs) 
<laughs> Pussy in jail. <laughs> oh fuck! And then we're gonna talk about and we're gonna talk about sunrise service. But we'll talk, man. Oh, yeah. 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 But hey, man, I appreciate you, fellas, man. And, um, y'all good fathers, man. Y'all good role models, man. But you know, in this day and age, I don't want to get too political. But y'all be safe as black men out there, and that's one hundred right there, man. And, um. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you, hey, you you uh, should feel some yeah, of your hot. people. What's up? Yeah. Hey. hey, you should you should feel some of your people, man, and, and have them send us some questions, man. They there's some people out there that really want to know how was college life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like that because they really have a misconception. Of oh yeah, I'm about to um, check this out then. Check this out. This 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 was kind of like a little tech. I mean, this was a decent show. We we're hour sixteen into it. I will go ahead and clean this show up a little bit, send it through the ringer, get it, uh, get the volume checked. It ain't gonna take me that long. And I will go ahead and put uh, publish this episode today. So I will send you guys. A, yeah, give me about twenty minutes, about thirty minutes. I have this episode published. Y'all go back and listen to it, and then we're gonna share it on Facebook. Have people listen to it, man. I mean, I know there will be people listening, but hey, we're gonna do this again, though. You know, what I mean, this is just one show. There's so much more to talk about. If anybody listening, you want to ask questions, send me an email at the Ben Frank now nine one one at gmail dot com, or send us an email or a message on Facebook. <clears throat> you can find us on Facebook link at Ben Frank now, or just hell when I just save this episode and post it on Facebook. Comment, put a message at the bottom, ask some questions. You know, what I mean, these guys will answer and whatever. So got three thousand downloads, three thousand listeners out there or more. So somebody's listening. I don't know who, but they're listening across the United States. But, fellas, y'all want to say anything before we sign off, man, on this Labor Day weekend? Hey, have a blessed weekend, man. Enjoy your families. And, BJ, yeah, BJ, go ahead and plug your little um, your little hustle game, man, if you want to, man. Oh, man, you know, if you ever need some good air freshening to cover up any funk, I got it. You can't get it nowhere else. The oils I got. In the trunk. Nowhere else. He's showing it off right now. Been selling it for 19 years. It's back there in that container. But you'll be blessed with it. It'll save you from something. And the women will like it when you get in the car. There you go. There you go. You want to cover that funk? (laughs) Check out what BJ got in his truck. There you go. I like that. I like that. Hell yeah. Hey, you know, this is, <laughs> I, I need my I need my residuals off of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm gonna bless you next time I come to death. There you go, there you go, there you go. Hey, fellas, it's been nice talking to y'all. Been real. Oh, got the music coming in right now, but hey, this is Ben Frank now show. Enjoy the music. We love you guys. Be safe and take care of one another. We out. I'm sitting tight, though I get it how I live, but sometimes I don't get it right. I go to plant the blacks, man, you know we did. Half the whole world on the shock and master be it. See, it ain't no limit, it's only the beginning. Watch this ball, y'all want the phones on the wall, come on your minute. And see, I get some round trick beats by the pound. Shit, it sounds sick, roll next with big ass all around it. And I take us out the ghetto and live up on